Hello friends, this is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life, and I appreciate you joining me today. For information about my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 26 countries, thanks to the monthly gifts from Mary Mitchell Stein, Colin Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown, and special gifts this month from Bill and Patty Johnson. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Patronage or Become a Patron at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the follow button to be the first to know when new episodes are released. Always remember, don't just listen, partner with God and practice. Hello everyone, and this is Kathleen maxwell Ramby and Thanks for joining me today for the podcast. Um, I want to talk to you today about Easter because it is approaching and COVID-19 and what I have seen that they have in common. And I know that this may sound a little bit crazy, but I was reflecting this week just uh, how far we had come um, from a year ago and was thinking about the upcoming Easter holiday and just what all that means to us and, and what it means to to just me personally. And I wanted to just share a few thoughts with you um, to encourage you today. Um, you know, what I found that they had in common were several things. Um, threats, death, trust, and overcoming. I really like that last word, let me just say. Um in John 11 and verse 12, 11 and 12, you know, Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. You know, he was a hero. He rode into Jerusalem. People were singing in Hosanna and things were going pretty well. And that's kind of how 2020 started out for many of us. Um, you know, kids were in school, work was going well, the economy was doing good. Um, and all of a sudden the pandemic hit. And many things changed in our lives worldwide. Death was all over the news last year. Jobs lost, uncertainty, panic was in the air. But what I love is the Bible (laughs) gave us a roadmap to navigate situations like that. And, you know, going back to what Jesus was going through, all, you know, he was in Jerusalem Things were going real well, and then they they killed him. I mean, it looked like total defeat. And I think some of us might be saying, you know, this last year has looked like total defeat with our businesses, with um, just some of the way things have gone, just the loss, the devastation in many, many areas. And you might still feel defeated or threatened in some circumstances, or concerned about the virus. Um, I'm grateful that things have died down and and things have changed and there are vaccines and other things to protect our loved ones. Um, But what I love is in reading John 13, you know, Jesus begins to tell us about his crucifixion, his betrayal, and his death. And then in John 14, he says... Do not be afraid. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And I have to, I love that passage because 
God is really the only one we can trust in. We can't necessarily trust in our families all the time. Uh, part of my journey and story is part of my family was gone. My late husband passed away. My mom and dad were all gone in a short time period. And those that I depended on that had uh, loved me well and had cheered me on in life were suddenly gone. And so we can't even defend, depend on our family. Um, Jesus is the only one we can really depend on in circumstances. And even right now with here in Texas, we're dealing with the border crisis and uh, our, our home in Uvalde, Texas is right there on the border. I mean, we're five miles from the border, um, the border, not from the border itself, but from the, the uh, border patrol check station. And so there is a lot of activity and a lot of, lot of things going on. And if we don't keep our eyes on the Lord, we can walk in fear. And that's never, that's never God's heart for us. Um, you know, even though things looked really bad for Jesus and the disciples at that time, you know, he, Jesus was totally confident in God and he directs us in that passage of do not be afraid, trust in God, trust also in me. He directs us to shut the door on fear and look to him. Fear and trust in God are choices you and I have. And we can't do both at the same time. We get to choose which one are we going to partner with? Which one are we going to walk with? Are we going to walk with fear or are we going to walk with trust in a God that dearly, dearly loves us and sacrificed his son on our behalf? One of them gets to, has to go and we get to choose. And I, I just want to reiterate that point because in everyday life, no matter what we're dealing with, it seems like there's something that tries to rob us of our fear. And it's a great opportunity, I think, right now for us to practice our trust and our peace in God. And, um, you know, Jesus was totally confident in his father's plan for his life. And even though it didn't look good, he totally trusted a God that really, really loved him. And what I love about the Easter story, I, I do love this time of year, it's all about overcoming. And we have an awesome right, opportunity right now to partner with God in our own personal lives in overcoming whatever obstacle that we're facing. Um, you know, the definition of overcoming is to get the better of a situation, to get the victory over or to succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. And I love how, I love that word, overcoming, because we have a God-given right to overcome in every situation we face, whether it's family problems, whether it's conflict, whether it is um, financial situations, whether it is illness, Whatever we're facing right now, we have a God-given right to overcome in, in those situations. Because so, the power of God, when we invite Jesus into our hearts, that power resides in our hearts. And I just have to take a moment and say, if you have never invited Christ into your heart, today is a great day to do that. And it's simple. 
It is acknowledging that Jesus died for your sins, acknowledging that you're a savior, that you need a savior, and acknowledging and inviting Christ to come into your heart and accepting the love that he gives us. And it is a real simple prayer. And I'm going to pray for those of you that may not know Jesus because it's where our relationship starts with God. And it says real clear in scripture that there's one mediator between God and man and it's Jesus Christ. And that is what Easter is the very basis of the of Christianity. It's the very basis of the power that we have. It's the very basis of overcoming and all of the things, you know, Jesus came so we could have life and life abundantly. And that starts with relationship and starts with walking with him each and every day. You know, 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always leads us to triumph in Christ. And right there we see that God will lead us. Now we have to follow and we have that opportunity to follow him or not. He's, he's a gentleman. He's not going to push himself on us. But when we follow him and we're looking to him, Lord, how can I overcome in this situation? How can it, because sometimes our situations look like total defeat, but when we look to the Lord and partner with him and keep our eyes on him and abide with him and stay with him throughout our days, um, then it just gives us that advantage to overcome. And I'm looking to God to lead me and our family through some situations and let him lead us to overcome. Easter is all about following him. And, you know, I was thinking about this, the word follow, and my husband and I love to dance. We obviously have not gotten to do it a whole lot recently because of the pandemic. But when we dance... Somebody has to lead and somebody has to follow. And it's his job to lead and it's my job to follow. And I will say we dance much smoother and have a whole lot more fun when I simply follow. And I simply trust that he's going to direct me. He's going to keep me from falling. When I am following, our dance looks a whole lot better and is a lot more fun. And I think it's that same way in our life with God. You know, we have a God-given right to overcome instead of being overwhelmed by our circumstances. And I know just even this week, thinking of everything I have right now on my plate, uh, my new book coming out, I have some book signings, I have kids coming in that I haven't seen in over a year. Um, my son is in the military and they're going to be be coming in, and we have a little family um, family gathering planned for the Easter holidays, and so there's all these things right now that I'm trying to coordinate, and and I was thinking about everything I needed to do and have my to do list out, and it started getting a little bit overwhelming, and I had to remember that those overwhelming feelings are not from God. The enemy wants us to feel overwhelmed. He wants us to feel. Um, like life is too much at times. And yet we have a God-given right to overcome. And that's the beauty of Easter. I love 1 John 5 verse 4. It says, whatever is born of God 
overcomes the world. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And right there, it goes back to that relationship. And the beginning of overcoming is understanding that Jesus is the Son of God and he died for us. And we can truly trust a God who sacrificed his Son on our behalf. And that power resides within us when we invite Christ into our heart. Um, you know, I've had my own personal share of crisis, of heartbreak, of adversity. And as I've turned to God, he has helped me overcome and work things into me. And he's worked things out of me that I didn't need. And I've drawn closer to him. And so whatever it is right now you're facing, I just want to encourage you to turn your heart to the Lord, to give your problem, your defeat to a God that truly, truly loves you. And sometimes, you know, I have to even declare I have a God-given right to overcome in this situation. And, and there are situations that I'm praying and I'm asking God for redemption because he's a God who redeems things in our lives. And so, you know, if you want to pray that prayer to invite Christ into your heart, it's real simple. Just pray this after me. Jesus, I confess my sin to you and realize I need a Savior. I invite you into my heart and give you my life. And I ask you to teach me how to walk with you. Amen. Oh, sweet friends, if you've prayed that prayer and I would love for you to send me a message. You can reach me on my website and contact me that way. That website is www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. And I just want to pray just a rich blessing and a rich peace over each and every one of my listeners. I really do just thank you for taking time out of your day. And I pray that you'll just reflect on Easter and ask God to speak to your heart. You know, he's a God that loves to communicate with us. He's a God that loves to walk with us through life. And, you know, just as my grandbabies, I got to spend some time with my grandbabies recently, some of them, and just as they would run and just look at me with that childlike wonder and totally trusting that, you know, their Max, as they call me, was going to take care of them and give them treats and, you know, help them. That's the kind of God that we serve. And so let's just wrap up and close with prayer today. Um, I'd love to pray, pray a blessing over you. Father, I just thank you for each and every listener. Lord, for your great, great love for us and just for the gift of Jesus. And Lord, the gift of overcoming Thank you for that gift that you've given to us and that we do have a God-given right to overcome because Jesus overcame the grave. Even though things looked dark, they looked hopeless, they switched on a dime in his life, it seemed like. Lord, you redeemed the whole situation. And so help us to walk with you, totally trusting in your love. Amen. Thanks again for joining me. and. 
I just ask God to bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. See you next week.